Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. And Steve Zek. Hi. Today we will be recapping the seventh and eighth episodes of She-Ra Season 4, Mer Mysteries, and Boys Night Out, which dropped along with the rest of the season uh, earlier. I was about to say this month, but it's December now. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> last month. Time. Earlier last month. Time. Uh, it's passing. Uh, way too quickly. Uh, warning, all of us have seen season four in its entirety. We will mm-hmm. be discussing these episodes and how they interact with the rest of the season. So spoilers, spoilers, spoilers for everything in season four, but especially for these two episodes. Um, you can find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or you can find us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Uh, so Yeah. Tell me, guys, tell me your general, quickly, briefly, because we'll get into more deeply into these episodes, but tell me your general thoughts on these two episodes, Delaney. So, Mer Mysteries is, like, a work of art. Thank <laughs> like, you! Thank it's you. so good. So, I don't, nor- like, I don't normally rewatch the ep- rewatch episodes, but, I mean, Shira is so good. So, I re- I did rewatch both episodes, and when I... And I wasn't sure which episode, like, I was like, okay, seven or eight, whatever, they're all good. And then I was like, oh, it's Mer Mysteries. I love Mer Mysteries. <laughs> uh, Boys Night Out is, like, fine. It's mainly because, like, I don't, like, Seahawk is not my favorite character. What? Uh, I know, shocking. Mm. But mm. I do, um, I do really like, I'm always here for Adore and Glimmer Angst. Because, like, I'm, I'm, I feed off of it. And then... I also, uh, the rock opera was like, that's amazing. Like, that's so good. <laughs> that was great. But Mer Mysteries is like such a good episode. And it plays into all sorts of things that I like. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And I was actually surprised by how much angst. Because I rewatched the episodes and I thought, wow, there was a lot of Glimmer Adora angst in these two episodes. Yeah, just like, in, back in, to the back. entire, like, the entire season uh, is like sadness. Yeah, totally. But then. These two specific episodes are like, oh my god, can mm. someone, like, hug. Uh, like, I, now hug. Yeah, I yeah. thought this was sort of turning point of Glimmer's arc of this season. Yeah, yeah. And we can, we'll we we'll definitely be getting into that turn. Um, but beside that, Steve, general thoughts about these two episodes. Oh, I, I specifically asked to be a podcast for these episodes because I sort of consider myself, like, a big, big Mr. fan, number one Mr. fan. Which might be one of the reasons why I'm not the biggest fan of Seahawk either, because what is this I, with Seahawk? No, unacceptable. Right? I love Mr. <laughs> okay, I'm just joking around there, but um, oh, I love these episodes, Mermista. I was so waiting for when she can when do she get the spotlights. I love the Mermista spotlight episode, and I was sort of like Netflix did make a mistake on one of the early episodes, episode two. When they mistakenly list Mermista instead of Perfuma, which they fixed later on. But that was such a letdown because I'm like, I thought it was going to be a big Mermista episode. It wasn't. But that's okay because I love Perfuma too. But I also love the this, this seventh episode reminded me of movies like Clue. I don't know if you ever yeah. seen that movie. Yeah. Oh, it gave me Clue vibes and I loved it. Um, even though there wasn't much of a mystery, like we knew who the culprit was. And I kind of wish though maybe at uh, – at, um, uh, what's in it? Per, what's um, Double Trouble's alter ego's name? Uh, I forget her well, name. Ferdinand. I kind of wish the Ferdinand's debut episode did not reveal that yet. Because mm-hmm. I was watching that episode. I was like watching the Discord. I'm like, as soon as the episode's over, I'm going to state my theory. And then they gave it away. So, mm-hmm. okay. and yeah, it was great. I, I just loved it. And as for the, uh, and I love the song, the music, especially uh, the, uh, the, the reprise um, with Mermista and Seahawk. Friends fight with friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of segue into that earlier point you made, Steve. I let's start with uh Mer Mysteries, which is episode seven. Uh very interesting. I kind of also not that I felt the same way, but I was curious. Because the the episode itself, it's so great, it's so entertaining, but I couldn't help but think, would it have been a little bit more interesting had we not known that who double trouble was actually i don't think so because granted you also have to think like you know obviously they planned it knowing right but for me like part of it is torture they're torturing you the entire episode they're torturing you and because the thing is the twist 
it's not a tw- it's n- the the twist of the episode it's kind of like subversion like right because we know the whole time and so the twist is because we're like god they're so stupid but the twist <laughs> is they know and so that was really good and i think like that's what i really like about it i don't think it would have been as entertaining num- just mainly because like you know and you know you know you rewatch things and you catch things later but i think it would have taken a lot away from the episode if you were watching, just trying to figure out who it was. Does that make sense? Like, you would have oh, been distracted. Totally. totally. And yeah. I mean, it would have been could... a different episode. I mean, the tone yeah, wouldn't have been the right. same. Like, you couldn't have been able to take such a comedic tone if this was going to be the big uh, reveal. The, the, the problem is, though, we know all the characters, so we kind of, we knew none of them would be, like, a, like double agents. So that's, and that's why when um, Double Trouble created this uh, Frost, no, what the, I keep forgetting Florida, your name. Ferdarina. Okay, I'll get it. Ferdarina's alter ego. We, I mean, that we sort of was a stuck in a place we couldn't get out of, in terms of it being a mystery. Because you know, unless they really like, the, unless like a character like Perfuma or even Mermista, maybe we could just say maybe they had a dark side, deep side that we didn't, never knew about because they didn't get much screen time throughout the series compared to like a a Glimmer or Dora. You know what well, I mean? the, well, the real strength of this, especially the season, is in the show is we play both sides. We right. don't just see She-Ra and the heroes; we see Catra and the villains, and that's what that's also part of what makes the show so compelling. Is because we love our heroes just as much as we love our villains. So, you know, yeah. I I think that's the main part. You know, that's what Ooh. what made Double Trouble such a great character is we got to see the Double Trouble not just be a great character themselves, but also the interplay between Double Trouble and Catra. Yeah. So, you know, you had to know, like, immediately, which, honestly, because it's such a weak disguise for the viewer. For the viewer, right, it's a very right. weak totally. disguise yeah. that it really works out. It works really well. And I think it also plays, like, really, like, you're just so frustrated the whole time because they're cool. so dumb. Oh, and you mentioned how we loved our, our heroes and villain characters, and I, when we get to overall thoughts of the series later on, I do sort of have something I want to say about that because I'm really excited about what could happen next season. But well, um, before that, I do, I do agree. I think like uh, something that's really kind of smart that the show did is it, it, the just the usage of double trouble. Because they're, the, the entire theme, I think, of the season is miscommunication. I think that's fair no, to say. Yeah. Just not talking. And the whole purpose that – the whole chaos that Double Trouble brings is based on miscommunication. And this is like the episode where – if they had just all talked to each other, they would have figured out that, hey, I wasn't here at this time and I wasn't here. So this is them all talking. Mm. And I think it was just a very clever kind of using the mystery kind of storytelling as a way to kind of really emphasize actually forcing someone to sit down and interrogating them. It's like, yes, let's talk. Let's get into this kind of miscommunication mm-hmm. issues that he, these characters have. And Perfuma um, figured it all out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah Perfuma. Which also, I kind of love um, her notes when she's oh, her notes. She, she's so <laughs> she's like, slam the table. And then writing down the name of the book. Which also, yeah, Perfuma, um, uh, I think, had, was great she's, this episode. She was a, she's a great Watson yeah, just, yeah, great uh, counter to Mermista. Um, really, I think the point of this episode was just to show off Mermista's sneakers as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was actually the point of the episode. I mean, also to show off that she can, you know, on cue, let That's, lightning, let thunder. I rip. practice at home! And I kind of have a theory that every time we saw lightning, especially when we were when we cut to Katra, and you know that mm-hmm. on eventually we'll see like lightning happening. I'm like, that's Mermista making that happen every single time, mm-hmm. and just forcing everyone. Well, I, so obviously we know she could do the weather and stuff, but I'm also in my head. I'm like, what if she just practices with storms? Like it's not her necessarily. She just practices mm-hmm. with storms. Yeah. Oh, you mean like uh, you mean like Zuko redirecting fire thing type of thing? Well, I mean, well, think- no, I mean, no, I literally mean like she counts and she like. Oh. Like, the storm's already happening, and yeah. she practices with the storm. I mean, oh. it would make sense, because if you think, like, or, what are clouds? Clouds are technically water, right? Just yeah. Just in mm-hmm. a different way. So I she, just don't know if we've seen her, like, can, like, obviously she can control water. 
No, totally. I mean, I'm not, I agree. I don't think she's creating the storm. I think it's just she's, once the storm is there, she can manipulate. She knows. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're saying that she just can sense when it's happening oh. and just times it And she right. practices, yes. Okay. I thought it, I, it was mm. more like, oh, she, she's, she's manipulating the clouds. No, so in my head, I'm, I think mm. she just, when it storms, she practices. <laughs> oh, I just I, thought. I kind of like even better, to be honest. I like I that even you, better. Yeah. That's cool. I thought you were trying to say she's stronger when it rings, but I get it now. Um, but I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe it's like you know, um, is is uh, is glimmer stronger when like the moon shines? I think so. That's actually yeah. a fact, though, right? Something mm-hmm. like that. Something. So sure. I mean, maybe when it rains, Ramissa, or maybe I don't know <laughs> when she's closer to water. I don't know. Um, but let's move on to some things. Actually, I'm curious. Were there any particular kind of reactions or characters that stood out to you in the episode? Like, like for me, it was Bo and Seahawk because I Bo mean, I can't believe that. Like- oh, for me, it was uh, Spinnerella and uh, what's her name Nad Natasha. Yeah, Natasha, that's yeah. actually really cute. They they interrupted their date. The investigation was happening, so and they mad. interrupted their How date. How dare they! Unforgivable. <laughs> Which and it's again, it's a split second. If you don't pause the screen, you will you'll only really just get a sense of their like their expressions being just over this entire investigation. But if you notice, they'll be like they had these kind of butlers behind them with violins. They were dressed really nice. I'm just saying, people, you should like freeze frame that and really take a look because they really did interrupt this date that they had. Um, and I just can't help but think we were robbed of getting a shot of that date more. Of I, it. I was hoping maybe they would be a big key and maybe unlocking double trouble in terms of double trouble trying personally one of them that they would know their soulmate better than anyone and even double trouble could not fool them. I mean, that would have been cool. I mean, maybe not have, maybe in an earlier episode, maybe not have like had them find it out, but maybe have them be the like, have that couple be the one that we use to be like, oh, they're starting to sense something is Mm -hmm. up. That would have been. And you know what? You didn't know about the early episodes when no, you know when Double Trouble infiltrated them. Um, they did not at least come to the conclusion that at least there's a spy among them. They kept like saying other things like tracking devices and stuff. Right, because I, I mean, hope- it's fair. That's a yeah. fair kind of. I- I'm not saying they had to figure out who like the uh, spy was, but just figure out there as a spy. Period would have been nice. Okay, so you think that that that, that it would have been better if they had already kind of figured out that there was some sort of spy yes. earlier in the season? Yes, and then finally, like we got to figure out who this person is, like once and for all, because they keep screwing our missions up. What about D- Delaney? Do you agree with that? I'm sorry, I might have missed that. Do you, Do you think that they should have introduced the idea that there might have been a spy earlier in the season? I don't know. I mean, I think it was, I mean, they were really just feeding into that, like, you know, we're just gonna be frustrated watching them. I don't think it really detracts. I mean, they could have, but I mean, this was definitely something that could have been, couldn't have been played out for more than one episode. Yeah. yeah. So I think this, what they did was probably like the best, mm. like yeah. best case scenario, because I mean, it was so obvious. Like, we have this new person and everything keeps going wrong. Maybe it's yeah. the new person. <laughs> new person. Like, like yeah. it's so dumb. And is, know, there, is there a flood arena somewhere? A real flood arena? I keep wondering that. And Sam says there's not. But there, Okay, so we don't know. I mean, flood arena, because the thing is, flood arena, um, Double Trouble did make a comment saying that they created the character of flood arena, that flood arena didn't exist before. Like, they said something along those lines in an earlier episode. So, um, but if, for what is. Yeah, for what it's worth, in the original 80s show, there is a character called Flood Arena, so... Okay, well, we don't know. We don't know. There might be, there might not be. I think it would have been cool if maybe, like, there was actual, like, intense, like, murder happening where Double Trouble just kills Flood Arena and then takes over, just but... Kills you know, a kid. You know, I mean, I don't know. That would have been... Or, like, or, like holds, holds Flood Arena hostage, like, in the horde or something. I don't know. That could have been... Interesting, but no, uh, we don't know yet. We don't, well, not yet, but we just don't know. I think that's just going to be something that people are just going to have theories about. If we never see a roof, the roof fluttering, we're going to assume that she doesn't exist. Yeah, basically. Um, I personally really liked Bo and and Seahawk. I loved Bo just thinking, I'm the spy, because that's something. 
I think that was some. I, I'm. And, I would, and Frost have been like, "You're not the spy." Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just love the de- the the details that they use with Seahawk, which just constantly saying it. I defeated a hundred soldiers. No, a thousand. And then eventually, it's like three hundred. <laughs> and then it's just the number kept changing. And while Seahawk kept squatting, and I thought, "Wow, Seahawk, you and me are very much the same," because I would want to show off my squats as well. So, um, Seahawk, I you are all wrong. About Seahawk. You're wrong. <laughs> He's great. Um, no. <laughs> moving to, moving on to, uh, Shadow Weaver, cause Shadow mm-hmm. Weaver was like the first obvious suspect. And we learn a couple things in this kind of interrogation that Adora and Glimmer have with Shadow Weaver. Um, Glimmer decided that Shadow Weaver doesn't need soldiers anymore. And we hmm. kind of gloss over this decision. You know, a lot of things are happening. We're not gonna get a better explanation than, uh, simply, she has she's tr- like she's been nothing but helpful so far so we should trust her hmm. um well that's of all her glimmer's like bad choices this is this the one i really disagree with i mean every other choice i can actually see her point of view for why she would do it but this one i don't get it i mean unless she probably uses her father against her like saying you remind me so much of michael and just manipulate her that way but do you like do you, is this um because something especially watching these two episodes not only in succession but in 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 just on their own it really made me kind of lose a bit of the the it made glimmer lose a little bit of the shine in a way mm-hmm. that I had for her I mean I just I, I I just really got really annoyed with her in these two episodes um mm. do you think like was this like, I mean, what do you take from this kind of decision that Glimmer made without, like, do you buy it? Do you like understand? Are you trying to see, still believe in Glimmer? Or by this point, you're just like, Glimmer, what are you doing? Mm. No, I mean, I think that's really the strength of the season is that they make everything very legitimate on both sides. Mm-hmm. And like, so obviously. So you think this is illegitimate. You think this decision yeah, that Glimmer made for Shadow Weaver is I wouldn't have done it. And I don't mm. agree okay. with it. But <laughs> I like, wouldn't either. Like, Shadow Weaver, she's sketchy, but in Glimmer's defense, up to this point, like, let, from Shadow Weaver's capture to now, she hasn't done anything to merit being, like, not trusted. Like, it's hard not to take her at her word at this moment. Granted, I she's super sketchy. Like, she is, like, she's always, like, she's the sketchiest character in the universe. Mm-hmm. And I don't trust her, but... And I mean, granted, the, and it's so terrifying that she gardens. Like, oh my mm. god! But like the morning ritual thing, that was also a really good scene. Like that was really yeah. fun. Yeah. So I think, like, I buy it. Like, I understand. Like, it makes sense. I because I mean, really, what this boils down to is it's the the problem is Glimmer and Adora's friendship right now. The relationship right. is, I mean, it's crumbling because they're both trying to go at it alone instead of together. Mm-hmm. So I mean, really, if they would just talk to each other, they probably like. Granted, Adora is also That's great. Not, okay. Yeah, because yeah. technically, is Glimmer is sending Adora and Bo on missions at this point in the season. Like at this <laughs> point, they're not. She's not abandoning Glimmer. So Glimmer has a couple lines where she goes, "You and Bo are leaving me," and I'm like, "Wait, Glimmer, you're sending them." Mm. Well, into these they things. Can, well like, they tell her she can't come. Like they're like, or they're like, "We're gonna go do this," like because you know she's the queen. She needs to stay. Like but I that's different than her being like you're abandoning me. No, it's I mean they're both different. super dramatic. But and, like, the thing is, like they're and and does Zora really have a right to be mad when if she's the decoy and they tell her she's going to be the decoy? If they just uh, if they go behind your back and make it your decoy without telling her letting her be in on it, I can understand well, her point. Now and now, but now she is in on it. Now yeah. she is like she yeah. wasn't on it. But you were saying, Delaney. <laughs> I mean, it's just complicated, but they're like, well, I was just going to talk about Shadow Weaver that Adora has very valid feelings about Shadow Weaver, but she also can't be objective about Shadow Weaver. Right. Granted, that's the same thing for Glimmer now, too, since Shadow Weaver is like pseudo mom now. (laughs) I mean, that far? That's how, is she pseudo mom? Or? I mean, she's, I mean, she is, she's, she's at least. Now her mentor, she's the one who has who's teaching her magic. Right. Yeah. Okay. I guess. I mean, I I, I don't know. Pseudo mom. That's a kind of. 
I wouldn't go as far as say pseudo mom, but yes, definitely a, a teacher that Glimmer has woefully wanted. Um, and kind of a more and the more sorcerer side. So maybe more of like a link to her dad, if anything, is more the what I'm reading from the Shadow Weaver Glimmer relationship. Yeah. Um, like a link, not that she's her pseudo dad, but more like, oh, she's my link to my dad. Right. Versus yes. my link to my mom. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um but yeah, I mean, there's just, it, it's, in, I don't know, it, Glimmer, I mean, it, it's a lot. But we do get this very interesting and wonderful scene between Glimmer and Adora. That means nothing by the end of the episode because mm-hmm. situations outside of, situation that happens in the world, that happen in the world, force any sort of progress to be mm-hmm. pushed back. Um but are you talking about in Glimmer? Are you talking about the scene the in Glimmer's room? Or? Yes, yes, no, that one, that, the Glimmadora scene. That <laughs> right, where it, and it's it's all right. So here's the thing: the the show is making is is doing things just from a of a, of a from a, a filmmaking perspective that it's like I I have to take note of. All right, like they are really focusing. On whenever it's a solo glimmer adore scene. Yes, they're fighting a lot. But whenever they're trying to make up, whenever they're sort of, they're really focusing on their hands. Right. And the last time there was this much emphasis on like a hand hold for me. I mean, the last, like, it's like, honestly, when it comes to two women that can't be overtly romantic because censorship, often the case is they're going to focus a lot on the hands. This I mean, like, this happened in, I mean, this was the ending of The Legend of Korra. Yeah. I mean, not even in the ending, but just like in, in the, at, at the end of book three, when Asami right. just like ho- reaches out and holds her hand, like close up to the hand. Yeah. It's, it's like they, they, mm-hmm. they have to make these gestures, they have to, it's like a very conscious choice. There's also, um, I, I, I think it's in this scene, she like rubs her arm. Yes! Yes! Mm-hmm. She, and, and that it, is, it, yeah. Like I really noticed it on the rewatch. And it was, I mean, these are very subtle, but pointed movements. And it's, 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 I can't n- ignore it's that. Gay. I mean, I don't, That's I mean, it. I it's want, I, exactly. It's so gay. <laughs> it's it's just, mm. I can't, you can't look at that and tell me, oh, I mean, that the show basically can easily write it off as the power of friendship. But even. Oh my God, dark, are we setting up this? Oh, I'm like, I don't I'm like, I don't saying, like love triangles, but if we're going to get a lesbian love triangle, I'm about it. Look, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if we're going to do love triangle, but I'm, I'm there from the beginning, from the first episode of this season, the way that Adora, the way Adora says things to Glimmer in these moments of like, uh, of support and, 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 and emotionally charged moments. Well, um, she said, she didn't just say, we need you here. She I said, need I need you. you but here. that is, mm-hmm. and this isn't the first time where like, she. Like, if that was a guy, if that was a guy saying it, everyone would be like, oh. Look, and this isn't the Same first thing. time in this yeah. season where she's separated right. the we and the I. Because in that right. very first episode, she goes, I need to protect you. Like she yes. told, like I, oh, I'm protecting you. And it wasn't. Oh, we will that help you. Good. That's more than just BFFs. That's like deep, I'm, deep I, feelings. Am, there. Am, am I am I am I reading too much into this? I don't know. You tell no, me. You're the not. show is telling me it's They're zooming on the hands and 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 I'm I'm just saying these like they're planting things out. With these two that I'm noticing it. And, and this and was course, a really big like, scene in that sense. And I would say the big... I Honestly, I think the biggest support for what you're saying is that this season is kind of the slow game of what we've already seen happen between Catra and Adora. Which, yeah. I don't know how you watch this show and you don't think Catra is in love with Adora. <laughs> like, I did, I did and, think this... Yeah. I did think like, these subverted things a bit, though. How in the first like few seasons it was sort of a uh, adore Catra sort of parallels, but I thought this season was a like glimmer Catra parallels. How they're both going to similar stuff. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah. I um, mean, even the uh, creator even said so at the uh, Comic Con, New York Comic Con. I was. She said that this was very similar path these two characters be going, and see how the season ends. <laughs> well, it's like what I said in the overall podcast is that. Catcher and Glimmer are extremely similar. They'll do whatever they need to to like to get what they want. Yeah. They just have different methods. Yeah. 
Yeah. But but, then, but but here's the thing. Now with Shadow Weaver's um influences, those methods are seemingly less and less different. Right. But as the, I mean, as but, the but there's, there's also the uh, motivation. Like Right. No, the motivations it, but, are different, yeah. Which I did talk about for me intense mm. and results like like if you like, you know, like that's just my personal belief is that it doesn't matter what your intention was if your end result is something ho- horrible. Mm. Because right. in this, like, by the time we get to the end of the season, like, so Catcher caused the end of the world. Well, that was her fault. Well, if Glimmer hadn't done what she do- had done, Horde Prime wouldn't have found yeah. them. Right. And, and you know, when um when Glimmer said to, to Adora, were well, you jealous that um, Shadow, you're not Shadow Weaver's favorite, favorite no more? Very I was Catra. hoping, yeah. I would love if they would have cut to Catra and she like sneezed. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it is a very, that was a very Catra line, yeah. which, um, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. The The differences between Catra and Glimmer are, are interesting because Glimmer is, says she's doing it for Bright Moon. She's doing all this for, for selfless reasons in a way. But at the end, at the end of the day, and Catra, like she pulled the switch for very selfish reasons. Right, but, she almost ended the world for selfish reasons, but then at the end of the day, they're both still like the same thing happened. Yeah. Exactly, like and, bad things happen at the end. And one difference difference they have though is Glimmer. She had parents, as far as we know, Catra was an orphan all her life, so that could be what separates them a bit. Well, I believe how oh. it works is that the horde like abducts yeah. them, and then yeah. yeah. But and well, the big thing is like, so I mean, they even parallel it with so. Catra has been manipulating Scorpio all this time. And then yeah. even though Glimmer, I'm not, I mean, we talked about it in the podcast. I'm not sure. I'm still not sure if she really meant it about, you know, being Scorpio's friend and not how Scorpio, you know, oh, deserves yeah. it. Like yeah. that, but she, I mean, even regardless of like, even if she meant it, she manipulated Scorpio into yeah. taking the black garnet. And there that's, mm, even though they had different reasons for doing it, they did the same stuff. Granted, Catra is way worse than Glimmer. I'm yeah. not gonna like. I think there's definitely gonna... more malice from Catra's point of yes. view towards Scorpio. I, I I really don't think Glimmer is doing this on purpose. She really thinks she's like manipulating her. I think Glimmer in her heart truly believes what she is spouting. So, I mean, I think yeah. I mean, I think with Glimmer, the difference is that she thinks what she's doing is right and necessary to protect right bright moon whereas with katra she's very much aware that what she's doing is selfish and i mean literally i mean we're dealing with chaotic good and chaotic evil exactly like that is that is yeah. a that is a that is a great way to put it where mm. they're both they're both similar vein but it's like they're the the intentions are different but like i would say adora is probably lawful good yeah In a at way, this point I, that might change well then both the, what is what is what is um entrapta is she just chaotic? Like she, she might be chaotic, chaotic neutral. Yeah, chaotic uh, neutral. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That if, that exists. I forgot. And that the subject existed. of glimmer and glimmer and Catra's uh, parallels, which is what we just mentioned. You know, in a way, how they're different: chaotic good, chaotic evil. It sort of reminds me of Katara and Azula. I mean, they're both so like opposite ends, but they're kind of similar in ways because I've seen like, like what what Glimmer said in I think episode eight when she said. Well, you weren't good enough. My mother would still be here. That is, she we'll get to that, that line. Don't, don't jump ahead. We're <laughs> okay. going to get to that line because that's okay, the okay. next big scene with Glimmer. Um, and that, but that's episode eight. We're not there yet. Okay. Um, but let's, let's then wrap up episode seven. Um, we do get, so Double Trouble gets caught, reveals themselves, and reveals the Horde's plan. That this was all, like, even if Double Trouble getting caught wasn't part of the plan, this was all a diversion because the Horde has taken Selenius, which is uh, Mermista's kingdom. Um, and this is cuts to this dramatic moment where um, Glimmer uh, teleports Adora and Mermista and possibly Bo. I don't remember if Bo was there. Um, and she takes them to Selenius and all we see is the destruction of the Horde. That the Horde has left Selenius. And, um, and I just mini rant because th- i talked about this in a previous uh episode coverage of this season we have never seen people in selenius the only time we see them is in the next episode when we actually see the people of selenius we never whenever we went to whenever we actually went to the kingdom when we saw the the gate 
uh, Marissa was basically there by herself and with Seahawk. That was it. Right. All right. And another thing is we didn't, I mean, maybe we did in the first season, but maybe we need a little bit of reminder. We need a little bit more emphasis on these occasions. Because if the show is actually going to go all in on, oh, these places are tactically important for the sake of the war, they need to establish these things. They need to add meaning to these locations, not just suddenly expect us to care about the destruction of these kingdoms. Well, I think before, because like, I don't know. I just think if they actually had, I'm not saying that we needed to see people being like killed and destroyed. I'm pretty sure there's a dead body in this scene. I don't, okay. I didn't see a dead body. I, all I saw was fire. But I'm just well, saying. When they pan down to the water, I'm like, is that a dead body? I'm still not sure. I think all you need to be. I'm just saying we needed. I'm just saying we needed either screams. We needed, or if not well, that, think, we needed to actually establish that there were people that were living in this kingdom before this episode. I think. Well, what we, I think. I, go ahead. Uh, I think what we could have used, if we're not going to show anything, at the very least, earlier in like in a series, we could have gone there and met a couple of characters. That way, like when we find out that this that the land has been like invaded, that it's been conquered, at least we can think, oh no, so and so's there. Oh, are they all right? Here's I- an idea: instead <laughs> of like uh, the the place that Florina's from, make her be from Selenius. Like make it make it just that make it that switch. Just have it be that they had been trying to conquer Selenius for a while. They had failed, thankfully, because Shiro was there. Yeah. Whatever. And mm-hmm. now they succeeded because I, Shira and them, were, and then I, make it there, and then not, and I'm not saying we needed to see them, but we had already made that connection by establishing, oh, these characters that aren't necessarily important, but you're already giving us them because you decided to give us this party and whatever, so you're already doing these funds to create these characters. Just make them some Selenius, and suddenly we have more to care mm-hmm. about this no, place. No, I, I disagree. So... Because the thing is, it the place isn't important. Like it that, is, though. No, They're no, you dedicate like, lines saying this is important because we need to take over the seas to be able to control. Well, that's it. That's all that matters. Well, the thing is, like, but so not this, the moment. We needed it well, this, before. No, is what I'm saying. this season, like, this is this doesn't matter. Like the tactics don't matter. One because this whole season we're just waiting for Horde Prime to show up. But like the thing is, it doesn't matter about the place. It wouldn't have mattered if they conquered. The North, because what matters, and that's what the show is like since season one. This isn't about places or things. Yes, they want to save Etheria, but like the focuses are these princesses, and that's what that's what sells the scene. This is what sells this episode, and especially the next episode is like Mermista breaks down, and then also Glimmer gives this great speech. Glimmer's crying. Adora's almost crying. Like. Because to me, that's what sells the scene. It doesn't matter that it's Selenius. It wouldn't have mattered if... I mean, it's the same thing with Bright Moon. Like, I don't care about Bright Moon. We care about Bright Moon because of Glimmer in them. Yes, there are two extra characters who are from Bright Moon. But, I mean, it's Selenius and Seahawk. That's why we care about... I mean, Mermista and Seahawk. That's why we care about Selenius. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't think it matters. And the thing is, we're... It also really doesn't matter because we're going to be in space next season. <laughs> so, like, and I think I don't think this is a misstep. We have 13 episodes. This, I mean, I, me and my fiancé were watching this episode, and we were devastated because when they started talking about the battle, we were like, oh, no, Mermista. And then and that's that's really – this episode, is, it's called Mer Mysteries. Mm-hmm. And this is a very – this well, you were talking about, um, you know, you uh, Steve, you really like – Mermista, like she's your, you know, your number one Mermista stand. Yeah. Well, this is her episode, I, and this it's all about her. And then at the end, her kingdom mm-hmm. has been conquered by the Horde. Like it's great, and I don't yeah. think we really needed anything before this. Uh, I yeah. strongly disagree. The fact that 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 someone can say I don't care about Bright Moon. <laughs> That well, means this, this, this show is meaningless. This show is a, I'm no, just saying that's a weakness of the show, in my opinion. Is I, what I'm well, saying. Well, well I, the thing is, we have. Okay, did you do you feel really okay? Do you do you feel really strongly about the Fire Nation as a place? Yes. 
But why? Like, my thing is, it's not because it's a they place did the work and it's on a you map. Look, you see a culture. You see that they decided to introduce different things for the Earth Kingdom, well, Fire Kingdom. They're all well, distinct well, places. at the very least, like, they this They actually reminds- gave us things, and we actually got to explore them the- whenever we actually, when Aang had this this the- great adventure, we the- went to each one and got to know these places, these well, cultures, not, these people. Well, they but, did this, similar- but it's different because it well, has more series- episodes, so they're allowed well, to. Well, this this, episode- I'm just saying, this is a weakness of the show. This episode ending is like the ending of the episode when it, when it revealed that Omashu had been taken over a Fire Nation, and we had an episode when we went to Omashu beforehand, so... Like, I'm I, just I, saying it could have easily been... But you only cared about just... Omashu because of Boomy. Like, this isn't... A, it doesn't matter that it's a place. And another thing, I will say, Avatar right. and she yeah, I care about the Cabbage dude. The Cabbage man. He's there too. Are, they're very different. Like the thing is, Avatar is a travel log. It's a travel journey story. Like you literally go different places. We spend the majority of Shira in the Bright Moon tactical room. Like if you if we're if we're probably gonna go scene by scene, we spend most of our time in that room and the fright zone. It doesn't like I mean, but if, the first season was a travel log when they went to each princess. Yes, like, and they recruited that- the prince. Like the thing is. That, it's also different in that, so Aang had to learn all four elements. They had to, like, be undercover. Look, I'm not comparing Avatar to this. But no, I'm but just my, saying that. Well, it's, I, well, I disagree. This isn't a weakness because it's, like, that's not what the show is about. Like, we're not, it's not about the cultures of these, 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 pla- I agree these places are not defined, but it's not a weakness because they're not, you know, in Ruby, they don't tell you anything, and then they tell you random stuff, and that's a weakness, here, it, they're not trying to tell... They're not trying... They don't want they you do to the care. Thing, though. They're telling yeah. you random stuff. I, well, no, I, you go to Selenius and it's been destroyed and you're sad for Mermista. This show is character-driven based oh, on the I'm princesses and Adora. Um, exactly. But you, like, could say, but you could say the why same do- thing that with, like, Weiss and, and how, like, Atlas represents Weiss and how... Or it also represents all these things, like, all, like, the... the we the, don't have the, politics in this show because... We're just trying to keep the horde from murdering everybody. That's See, it. but I disagree. We do have politics in the show. The whole first ones discussions, the whole mm-hmm. horde discussions. I mean, there has been on Discord questions about, okay, well, is this a white savior trope? Is this not? What is these well, things? Not, that's not political. That's... But, I mean, I think it is political, though. Are we it's have the whole, it's a whole the question end. about colonization. If colonization is not political, I don't know what is political. Like, there, there are discussions <laughs> about these things. So I do dis- I very much disagree, and I think they, the show is a weak because it has a weakness in here. Well, they're not defining, well, it, well here, we'll talk about the colonization right. thing you brought up this isn't about the individual cultures of a theory it's about a theory as a whole well i'm saying if they're going to make emphasis on these situate if they are going to place emphasis which they have on these areas because they are important for reasons x y and z and because these reasons we are going to do the things that we do and we're going to do these actions that are going to propel the plot forward and we don't have and and it's just like these random things that are meaningless i do think that's valid to say it's i in my opinion i do think that's weak storytelling well, in that aspect not saying that well, the it's, show not weak, in general, it's not weak story te- saying, storytelling you're you're picking at the world building Mm. Just to be fair, this isn't this, well. No, this isn't a well. This isn't a narrative issue. Like, <laughs> it's not like they misstepped and like said something wrong. This is a world building issue, and I would say that the core things of like the the entire show is just based off the Shira mythos. I would agree that we have weakness in world building, but this isn't. I I just don't. This isn't like these these areas are. They're not going to matter because we're going to be in space, and oh. then the. This is about Etheria as a whole. They're just trying to reunite. Because, like, the the only, like, we haven't even talked about these places since season one. Mm. At the very least, we should show more consistently show the Horde beating up these colonies, see what they do, how they terrorize them. So at least we know the consequences of one. Well, well, that's been the entire show. Like, we've been yeah. watching them destroy places the whole yeah. series. But with their robots, I'm talking about, like, it's not the same way we have, like, we get to see like Catra and the others actually do it themselves. It just it kind of loses a little bit when it's just robots. That's I, what the horde does. <laughs> all right. Well, let's. Why do I feel like a, I'm both here? I'm, I'm both here. You guys are glimmer in a door, just fighting, and I'm just the guy. In the <laughs> let's put a glimmer on that uh, glimmer. Let's put a ta- uh, 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 
sticker or something on that discussion for now. Um, and let's move on to uh, the final thing, big thing on this episode before we move on to episode eight, because we have two episodes to talk about in this podcast. Oh, yeah. One um, other thing. In fact, she, I don't think she was in this episode. Um, You're correct. I, I don't, I'm not sure. I can't confirm nor deny. I don't think, no, I think you're right. Shira is, does not, is not in this episode unless, no, yeah, she's not, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah, nope. I think, yeah. Because um, I was thinking she's know, not even in the, she's not even when they're like, when they go through their little like noir flashback. She's not, because she wasn't there. She wasn't at drill. Yeah, that's two things I remember. No, not much Shira. And this is also very, a lot of good Mermista Perfuma moments. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of um, my and, uh, You know who was in this episode? Horde Prime. Yes, he was at the end. At yeah. the end, at the very, very end. I'm kind of thrown by the whole, like, green color combination. I wasn't expecting that when I his first hair, saw it. His hair messes yeah. me. Yeah, mm. he's, he's quite, he's, he, he is, he isn't, he's not, uh, he's not Hordak, is all I'm going to well, say. Well, that was the yeah. thing. Well, they were like, he's, I'm a clone. And then we're like, y'all don't look alike. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, what? Um, it, 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 Hordak and, got a haircut. He's like, I'm different. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's a that's another really big moment in episode eight. Um, I was actually surprised. I mean, episode seven. I was surprised that we got to see Hordak Prime so soon. Yeah, I wasn't um, anticipating that. Yeah. Well, what didn't we see him the end of last season? Maybe, yes. but I don't think we saw it like so, this much of a close up. I think it was more like an. Oh, maybe we did. I don't know. I'm just surprised that. Or Things I are happening. We, I think I don't think we saw him. I think we saw the ship, and he like talked. Right. Oh. It was more like an outline. I again, my memories of anything past these two episodes before these two episodes is fuzzy, at best. Um. So let's move on to episode eight, boys' night out. And basically, with tensions running high, uh, and Bo out of sorts, Seahawk suggests that they have a boys' night out. Him, uh, Bo, and uh, um, Swiftwind. Swift one's like, I want to come. And, yeah. and they have this song, which I'm going to say right now is the best song of the show. Which one? Like, yeah. they're like. Well, the reprise with Mermissa is what makes it great. Oh, but it, this isn't a very song heavy show, but this is the best song of the show. Mm. I would argue that Mermissa's song is a different song. And that one's the best. Yeah, yeah right, me well, too. Whether if it whether it's different or not, that's the ver- that's the best one. It, whenever Mermissa's singing, that we win. Yes. I think. It's well, like I'll tell you what. Seahawks are right, but he's no pearl, so I'm just saying. You're not wrong. I mean, but we're not we're not here to why why are you gonna do Seahawk dirty like that and compare him to Pearl? Like, why would you? His rhymes are rough. I mean, look, he is I, he's not trying to be Pearl. He's trying to be Seahawk. And he's trying his very best. All right, he's trying his very best. Um, so yeah, the boys are ambushed by a group of bounty hunters or pirates. I don't know the difference. I think they were um, just uh, yeah, pirates or bounty hunters. With I think, boats. That's the I think they're bounty hunters. I think they were just normal like ship captains, and then when the horde took over, they just got corrupted and just say us, which has right. become mercenaries. Well, these mercenaries, Seahawk, um, basically Seahawk was like, "This is all part of my plan. I paid them to capture us so that the girls would come save us." Um, and of course, the plan backfires, and because they are these plans actually never worked. Out. And just like Floyd Arena, what happened to Bill? Bill. Bill. Yeah, the Bill. He was the one he paid. So, oh yeah, Seahawk what lost yeah, money. He paid Bill, and Bill didn't even do his job. Yeah, I, have a, Bill I, just I think those guys him. took care of him. I think they 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 kidnapped Bill or something. They took him out of the equation. So happened that's how they happen off screen or you know theory this is where the theories all come into play um so basically they're trapped for real they're kidnapped for real um and they are able to contact the girls because seahawk knows how to speak seagull <laughs> um which is great uh but what's more what the most interesting things that are happening even though the, sh- the episode's called boys night out the most interesting stuff is not with the boys it's with the girls um so again, we have this um, sequence with Glimmer and Adora because basically after Selenius is destroyed, all the, the entire conversation that they had in episode seven about we'll work together, we'll get through this, all goes out the window because Glimmer just kind of gets really into no, 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 I must do things and we can't mm-hmm. work together because we have to. No one's doing anything. Well, I must do it yeah, myself. Like time has time has clearly passed. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're not winning. Like this is everything is going poorly. 
Are they ever winning? I feel yeah. like they're always in the no. downturn. No, this, is, this is the losing season again. From the from the the moment that uh, Double Trouble infiltrated their camp, suddenly they've been losing. I think, which I think the show like establishes pretty efficiently. That just like it's just been going real bad for them. Um, so there's this very intense kind of argument between Glimmer and Adora. Where basically, it's finally, Glimmer finally says it. What, at least for me, what I've kind of been theorizing, like, okay, what is it? Or have you been waiting? You were like, yell at her, yell at her, yell at her. Kind of like, if anything, I was like, Adora, yell back. Adora, yell back. I I agree. I've been waiting. I was like, throw her mom, throw your mom in her face. Like, it's going to happen. Like, I I think that's what's been holding Adora back. She's been feel guilty all this time, so. Yeah. So... Glimmer finally says it. All right, if everything was fine, my mom would be here or something along those lines. She basically blames Adora for the death of her mother. I, well, I told you, I'm told you she's, like I said, like Katara. She always goes one step too far in her arguments, and she can be as vicious as her, and it's just like, wow. I mean, low blow, but I mean, okay, here's the thing. For anyone who kind of is, who struggle, who like kind of, especially when I watched this the first time, um, for anyone who was like struggling for any kind of the decisions that Glimmer made, because if anything, up to this point, she was the one that was being mistrustful. She was the one that was kind of creating like it, the tension all came from her. It's like, oh, because she's grieving. She lost her mom. She's this is this is she's mourning and she was thrust into this very high pressure situation without much time. And all this is happening. But um, my question to you is, is this. Like, can Adora and Glimmer come back from this moment? Because they never reconcile. Like, the episode right. ends with them not okay. And I don't think for the the entirety of the rest of the season, we never see a reconciliation right. from this from what Glimmer said in this moment. No, and then she just goes to space. Like, they're never and then okay she goes to space. That. And not mm. only does she go to space, she goes to space with Katra. Right. And... We, I don't know what's going to happen with them. Oh, right? oh I, so many I, things can happen. It'd be interesting to see why. those two together. Like I said, that's like Zukunazula. Uh, I mean, Kartar and Azula t- going on a mission together. Um, but I'm ex- I'm excited to see those two work together. But you know what? I'm also excited though is all the other characters that I've left behind because you're talking about before how we have these t- the factions. We got our Fright Zone characters and our Rebellion characters, but now. I think by default, I think they're all on the same side. So we get to see perhaps maybe people like Bo and Adora and, you know, Perfuma have to work with, like, Kyle and those other guys. I mean, I I, I, I care about Kyle. So um, any reason to see more of Kyle, I'm okay with. Okay. Um, <laughs> hey, he's, he's, he's trying his very best. He, he is. I agree. There, there is no more horde. It's pretty much been disbanded. Pretty much, they're just uh, they're just insects, just like the, just like everybody else to horde act prime. So, I mean, wouldn't that just or, isn't isn't the horde just a small part of the greater yeah. horde that is horde yeah. act prime horde prime? Yeah. I think I don't not sure questions, but um, but yeah. So, is there a point of is this the point of no return, Delaney? I don't think so. Like. So obviously, like they they have hurt each other. They both have, and obviously, what Glimmer said is not okay. But Adora's grieving too, because right. you know she get, she was accepted into Bright Moon. She really looked up to Angela, and this is I mean this is a big deal for both of them. And and I, you I mean we watched it. Like Adora feels so much guilt for what happens, right. mm-hmm. and there like this isn't like I do believe it'll be very. I don't think. It's hard to imagine Catra and Adora truly reconciling after everything Catra has done. Right. But right. Glimmer and Adora are on the same team. They believe in the same things. Is Glim- Glimmer, does she take things too far? Yes. Yeah. But she, like, ultimately, she has, she has Adora, what's best for Adora, like, in her heart. Like, that's what she wants <sighs> to protect Adora. That's why she did everything she did. She wants to protect everyone she loves. And I do, they can, they can come back from this. It was definitely very like hurtful. And especially when we get here, like later when they're on the boat and Glimmer tries to go and like comfort her, 
and they're, she, you know, this this is hard, but they just need to sit down and talk. I don't know if we have time for that, <laughs> but like that's what we need. I do think I don't think this is the end. Granted, well, I also you, ship Glimmer and Adora really hard. So uh, like, do you, you know, whatever. Do you think all right, question for both of you. Um are all right, so are the decisions that Glimmer makes, do they stem from them losing? Or, I mean, is it is it at, at its core, is it that she lost Angela? Or is it more like, or, I mean, it's it's hard to, like, be so like, oh, it's this, not this. It's everything. Right. But is it, is it, is it, like, basically, are both things on the same level? Like, is it she's no, grieving and she's losing? Or is it she's grieving and then the losing's, like, just kind of, um... I'm amplifying these yeah. emotions she's well, the already thing is, I, think, I don't think go ahead I think it's because she has all this responsibility just thrust on her just so all, all of a sudden as we saw in the f- first episode of the season and I think that's just amplified just slowly getting worse and worse all this pressure she feels like she has to solve like all the world's problems she has to win the war by herself mm. gotcha Delaney so for me I mean similar to what Steve said this it's she I don't think she's she's not able to grieve she hasn't been able to grieve and I think that's the main like that's a big that's the big thing with her blowing up at Adora I don't think I don't think it's impacting her decisions in so much that she she's queen and she has like and she's not the same queen she's not Angela and so this is more I part of it I think is like proving to herself that she can do this that she can be the queen that Bright Moon needs but also, she truly believes that she, like, these. this is what needs to happen for them to win, to survive. And I think that's really what it is. It's this. It's the desperation of, like, I mean, there's, she doesn't have the boundless optimism that um, Adora has. And I think the reason, like, I would say before her mother died, she would have agreed with Adora. But because her mother died... She like she's lost so much that it's and again very similar to Catra. Catra's lost everything, but they react to them differently, and so she's lost everything. And so she is like, we have to do whatever it takes. Like this is what we need to do to win, to survive, and you know to win. You know the whole there. So so that's what I think. I don't think it's like like you said. It's not one thing or the other, but. It's she hasn't been able to grieve, and then because of her mother dying, she like she can't think the way that Adora thinks. And it's not just right. Adora; it's also Bo that she sort of have distanced right. herself from. Yeah. Well, so, so, is, again, it's that yeah. that optimism that they're like, no, we can do this together. And Glimmer's like, yeah. and that's the other thing. It's also the reality, you know. Glimmer, and again, I was very struck watching these is just how grown up Glimmer looks, and I think yeah. that's really the big thing here is. You know, and they they all have grown up, but Glimmer had to grow up immediately. Like she had to become queen, and so you know they're not just kids trying to save the world anymore. Glimmer is the leader of a nation. Like she is in charge of a whole people. That's a lot, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like she really has had to, you know, be in charge, and I think that's another big part. Is that you know it was everything was kind of like like a kid game before this before this season. Right. Do do you guys think, because there is this interesting line in the beginning of this episode where where Glimmer goes, well, I'm queen, basically, kind of, that's not the the exact quote, but she basically, I'm queen, so you have to do what I say. Well, then there's this part where uh, I think it's when they're in the war room and they're um, arguing and she's like, I'm queen, you can't tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, you know, it's, and she says this a couple times this season and it's hard not to blame her because they are a team. But I mean, I think, and I don't necessarily think like her attitude's the best, but again, it's hard to blame her. Also, she's a child, but here we are, we have, um, and I think, I think what they're trying to express specifically is that, yes, she's worried about Etheria and what she needs to do, but she also is now personally responsible for all of these people. Mm, okay. And so, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not thinking like it went. Her power went to her head. I mean, I think that would have could happen to Catra. I mean, she gets a little power. She might get a little, a little power hungry. But. Well, she uses it more like Catra uses her power to hurt people, <laughs> and Glimmer like she she keeps saying that I'm queen to keep other people from being like, no, you can't do that. And she's like, I can do whatever I want because you know they're keeping her from going on missions and obviously we're like stay at home you're the queen 
Granted, I, it's also I understand where she's coming from. Like she she she's a great fighter and she can help. Right. She doesn't want to lead from the sidelines, which that's what her mother did. Like right. her mm-hmm. mother didn't enter the battle and you know, but Glimmer's not her mom. So Yeah. And do you think part do you think part of that tension is that people are expecting her to be her mom? I think so, definitely. Well, you know, it's also this idea like they just lost their queen. They have the new queen. We don't want her to die. Right. Like that kind of that that fear. And again, you know, she's a target and Adora and Bo are always going to want to protect Glimmer. So mm-hmm. I think that's also right. also that difference. They also now they're friends, but they also have that deference to her because she's the queen. And so yeah, now there's a yeah. yeah. Well, cuz the difference is Adora, you know, Adora and Glimmer are equal like authority wise mm-hmm. cuz Adora's Shira. Bo is Glimmer's subject. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, right. and so yeah. is everybody else. Like, right, I think, in Brighton. Like, yeah. But what does... about the princesses? Are they? I yeah, think and, and Glimmer too. is, yeah. I think Glimmer is technically like, in charge of the Princess Alliance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but is Adora then at the same, is Adora at the same level, level as um, Glimmer, given that, I mean, yeah, it's She-Ra, but she's, She-Ra is the princess, right? She's one of the princesses oh, of power, I right? can't, I hate to keep comparing it, but it's like, it's like, like Glimmer is like a world leader in, in the world of Avatar, and and Adora is the Avatar in terms of right. Sir, so I would say they're they're equal. Like they're equal. They're equal. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, granted, I don't mean, necessarily know if like if they individually feel that way, but like mm-hmm. right. But there is, there has been a shift in power dynamic, and I yes. think the decision to give Glimmer this new look, whereas uh, uh, Shira, I mean Shira, I mean Adora and Bo keep keep their old looks. I think is very mm-hmm. much a decision. Of she's in a different place. She's a diff- she's different now, whereas they're still the same, and mm-hmm. that's causing friction. Well, not that they're the same, but they're they're going down different paths now. If that makes right. sense, right? Yeah, no, definitely. And that's I mean that's where we end up at the end of the season, right? Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. So while all this is happening, there's some something major happening with Katra on the mm-hmm. other side, which is she finally notices that Scorpia is gone. This is so heartbreaking, but I'm also like, you yeah. suck. <laughs> kind of deserved it. And, and it's great, though. Scorpia, she's not in any of these episodes, but she has such a big impact on these two episodes. She has, yeah, yeah she has such a big impact just on the season, like, when she's not there. Like, yeah. she's... And same thing with uh, Intracta. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, it, it, it's, it, it, and yeah. there is definitely... There is nothing more heartbreaking than, than not hearing Scorpia... Yes, like, in the static. Like Scorpia's presence is just constant. Is being whenever she's not on screen, her presence is missing. I um, I I know Beatrice, you're all with the horde, and you know, in trap. What do you mean? You- I'm all with the horde. Look, <laughs> I can ship and travel. I mean, with look, I can be. I can ship and look. I can ship and trap and still be like, I don't want them to survive. I want them to be together in jail, like you know, thinking about the wrongdoing they did, but also like being together. What I'm trying to get to is what about perhaps Scorpia and Entrapta? It seems that there's something sort of been teasing this season too that that it seems in Scorpio's heart she might have just dumb Catra for Entrapta in terms of like her closest friend. Maybe, I mean, something that I did find interesting is that we don't see Scorpia's letter. We don't see it, which is an interesting kind of says. decision. Like, what do you think it says? Do you think it says, like, just, you were a bad friend, period? Or is well, it, I wonder, like, like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get Entrapta yeah, or I something? Know. Well, yeah. I'm curious if it's similar to, like, the conversation they had. Right, like when when Scorpio like and Catra were all. I don't. I don't think the letter outright, outright said like bad friend and all because I think what happens later yeah, on in the season that's double that's troubles little talk with Catra that when she finally sort of woke up and kind of realized that she was to blame for all this and realized she's a horrible person. Right. <sighs> Will we ever find out what her letter says? Do I don't probably. Think? Oh my god! Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. When they get together at the end, yeah, we're gonna find out. Okay, okay, all right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Catra's in space right now, so it's true. I mean, maybe Scorpio will find the letter, and just you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I kind of love that we never got to see what the letter says, simply because it kind of gives a sort of intimacy to what was said between them, and I love when that's. When kind of, you know, when audiences are kind of forced out of the intimacy between two characters, 
it kind of goes like, no, this is so intimate between them that we're not going to share it with you. So I kind of love it, but at the same time, I also do want to know. It what makes it said. gayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I really do want to know. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's Scorpia. Is it a long letter? Is it short? Like, I want to mm-hmm. know. Like, How does what, she write like, with her claws? Yes. <laughs> How does she yeah. write with her claws? Very. Oh, maybe it's with her tail. You know, like what? That makes even less sense. That no, has to be you know, harder. it's like ink. You know, and no, 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 no like, I agree with point, you. Okay, you know? okay, I see. Okay, I didn't consider dipping actually dipping it in ink okay i see what your point is and i agree with it all right so before we end this i just want to say seahawk was right <laughs> that that like oh his God. plan worked just with mermista which it shows was a bad plan. you know it was a bad plan but it worked with mermista it wasn't even his plan i'm I, just I, saying i do like that I do like it was revealed that he actually the whole seagull's plan actually worked when it looked like it was just yeah, a complete dud no, yeah, but I'm I, I I like how Marissa basically confirms like, oh, I do feel better with saving people. Oh, and I love how Marissa just reveals like the boys are in trouble. The seagulls told me. Yeah, and... she, she's like a seagull told me. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Now, so I agree. Seahawk was right about this one time, this one which, thing, which just it which just really emphasizes that he really does understand Marissa. Like they they yes. they do they have a very healthy relationship. I think sometimes because I do think sometimes Marissa is very mean to him, but it's fine. Uh, but he deserves it. But it's, okay, but it's also but like, but it's also kind of playful mean. It's it's not like uh, Glimmer being being mean to Adora all so season. That's different because ador- th- that's different though. That's like that's that's not. They're not. Uh, we're, Glimmer and Adora aren't in a relationship. This Marissa and Seahawk are, and this just. Of, are they? Uh, like of I think so. I think it's fair to say that they are. Mm-hmm. All I right, fine. I, I guess you can say so, but I'm still going to ship her and uh, Perfuma, so. I'm not telling you not to. I'm not telling you not to. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not sure. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, arguing. It's just more like it's unclear. A lot of these, a lot of these relationships are unclear. A lot of them. Like, I definitely think Seahawk thinks they're dating, but I don't think that means they are <laughs> dating. What? Oh, poor, I well, love Seahawk. I just like, well, the give fact him a we hug. still, no matter what, we still got Spinnerilla and Natasha. So, Natasha. Natasha. So Natasha. no matter what, they can't take that away from us. True. I hope. True. Yeah. Um. So the episode ends with Glimmer and Adora's friendship worse off than before. Um. Clearly, when Glimmer goes and goes to comfort her, that's not the apology, right? That's not that doesn't no. count, right? That's not no, that's, that's not no. her trying to apologize. And, and like Adora, I think Adora acted in her right because, like, I mean, you you have time. Glimmer's been mad all week. You can go yeah. be mad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fair. Her as, turn. As the ending of this episode is the saddest thing in the universe. As, as much as we say they need to talk it out, sometimes also need those space cooling off period is yeah, just definitely. as important. Yeah. The thing is, now this cooling off period includes Glimmer in space with Catra. <laughs> yes. So let's just very briefly, um, is, I, you know what? I'm not even going to ask it. I was like, well, what do you think is going to happen with Glimmer and Catra in space? But that that is such a, he- that is such a big That's question. That's its own podcast. That's oh, too, I could, it, I could be some, some funny shenanigans, but. <laughs> all right. All right. Fine. Let's, final question, because I do feel like we have been ignoring him for most of this podcast. So, Bo, it's not his responsibility to fix Glimmer and Adora's no, friendship. No, absolutely not. Right. It's and and you know, I think and you know, for the most part, I do think he he has tried to like stay out of it a lot. Um, I don't think he actually takes a side until that one scene near the end of the season when he yells at Glimmer, you're wrong. Yes. I like, yeah. So at this point he's not taking any sides, he's just kind of in the middle. Right? Yeah. And he's yeah. just it's poor Bo. Poor yes. that's a that's a horrible, horrible place to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's he's he. It's not your job, Bo, to fix them, their relationship. Like I th- they got, and it's really hard on this, him. Yeah, I, I we saw epi- and it, we did see that a lot in this episode. I, I think, think I do ep- appreciate that. I think this episode he might have gotten that lesson. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think yeah. he got that lesson. I think it's just you know, he he. he I think he wished that it would have been fixed with a song, and it wasn't. And I was actually kind of surprised. Oh, when you know, I, I first of, saw the episode that it wasn't fixed wish, at the end. And you know, part of the funny part, you know, Octavia, no, no, yeah, Octavia talking to a Bo saying how he's such a downer and talking about his speech. I kind of wish 
she would have at least maybe compared him to Kyle and like, oh, you kind of remind me of that Kyle kid. No, I don't think she would know who Kyle was, to be perfectly honest. Sure. I don't think she but would know really... But she knows who Scorpia is. You know, they never worked together? Because I know she was she knows of, Ka- who Scorpia's Katra underling. Is, but, um, yeah. um, but yeah, so <laughs> also, you know, further emphasis that Scorpia really is important because she wouldn't, everyone was like waiting for, Scorpia is basically the one that kept the wheels turning at the Horde. Um, but yeah, I think that does it. Any final thoughts on this, ep- on these two episodes, Steve? For mysteries? I was ready. I was ready. Go, 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 go for it. For mysteries is just the best episode. That's it. That's... Of the season? I don't know about, I don't know. It's like, it's, I would, I would probably put it in my top 10 of the series. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, I would go so far as to say I would put it in my top five of the series. Mm. But, but yeah, Steve. What about tell you, is a is a masterful detective. Um, her, her sleuths on 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 mysteries. Um, she's a she's a detective buff. She loves reading stuff like like Nancy Drew, Sherlock Holmes. So she's somebody I can relate to because I love like a good mystery. So even though we or depriving the mystery. We're Mr. Best Princess. All right. Well, thank you so much to both of you. And um, everyone, you can find out all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. Oh, oh, yeah, what's up? One last thing. Just thank you very much for having me over. It's fun being on the, on the Shira podcast. Hopefully, I can be back next season if there's another Mermista centered episode. So, see oh. ya. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get another missed episode. Um, you can find out all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Hugh, a.k.a. Hugh Neutron. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.